Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Friday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. Uh, now we're actually doing this one in, I guess, the middle of Hurricane Ian. Or no, I think it's right at the there? beginning. Yeah. Because this evening and into the overnights where the heavy stuff's going to happen. Right. We are seeing rains. We have had rains this yeah. afternoon. So it's yeah. been light. It's been a, like a, a, a nice summer rain, basically. Yeah, it's been really pleasant, actually, so far. So far. But uh, and really no no super bad winds. I can't hear it howling, but that's supposed to change a little bit as the day goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, you spoke to uh, NBC12 more recently. What were they saying in regards to the rain that will be coming? And I realize this does sort of put a timestamp on this. Oh, sure. Yes, but uh, we yeah, we'll, got to we'll, talk about it. We'll tell everyone to listen to the podcast now. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, basically, they said through the whole, you know, uh, brunt of the weekend into Monday, about one to four inches of rain. Right. Uh, one to three of that's going to happen tonight. Um, and uh, it's going to actually skew more south of Richmond. Uh, Rachel Myers, the new meteorologist there at NBC 12, was saying that between Petersburg and the North Carolina line, uh, they could see an inch of rain an hour tonight into the overnight. So it's going to be really heavy down there. And in the immediate metro, metro Richmond area, we could see the rain pick up. The winds pick up tonight. We haven't seen a lot of winds, as you've seen, as you said earlier, that's we haven't seen a lot of uh, gusty winds, but that will probably change uh, tonight. Uh, gusts up to 40, 50 miles an hour is what they're saying. So that is not anything to play with. I mean, it's not, you know, hurricane force winds, but it's still not minor either. So yeah, it's, um, it's power outage winds, <laughs> power outage winds for sure. So, um, and, and they're still saying that areas east of, uh, you know, uh, east of us toward the coast and toward the bay, it's a lot windier. In fact, they're having a lot of issues in Hampton Road. So, yeah. um, you know, things are already bad there with uh, rain and wind. And the severe threat, there is a tornado watch in effect uh, for areas south and east of Richmond right now until 10. Of course, the timestamp. But um, she was saying that even if you're not in a tornado watch area, there could still be a risk for tornadoes to pop up just because, you know, hurricanes and bands of of hurricanes are so unpredictable. And if you get a heavier band, those things could pop up at any time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we had tornadoes here a couple of years ago. You know, it it can happen. It absolutely. Absolutely. So that's basically it. I mean, we're starting to get the heavier stuff, you know, as we go into the evening. So. Yeah. And, and they were saying that, you know, since the th- threat of tornadoes could happen overnight, they were kind of saying, you know, make sure you have your weather. I mean, uh, a lot of those weather alerts, if you have a tornado warning in your area, they will pretty much, you know, <laughs> wake you up out of a dead, out of, out of, you know, out of a dead sleep, uh, you know, and to let you know a tornado warning is coming. So. Because, because, and, and now this is something you and I have both experienced, but they don't have here. They don't have the uh, 
tornado uh, sirens to uh, wake oh, you up in the middle of the night. The civil defense sirens that yes. we all both grew up with in oh. the Midwest. Well, of course, you went to college there, but I mean, yeah. I grew up in Illinois and they'd have those things blaring if there was a tornado warning coming. Of course, this is before cell phones and before, you know, 24 hour weather channels and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's when you that's when you knew uh, stuff was going to happen. Yes. We'll just stuff was going down, as they say. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll use the word stuff because again, we want to keep the uh, we want to keep it clean. Want to keep it clean. So, um, because of the storm, obviously, Dominion is expecting some power outages. Yeah. Um, you know, they said they they, they don't think it's going to be. You know, we're not talking Isabel Irene Doratio. Um, that type of outages, but they're expecting some outages. Um, they have bucket truck, uh, bucket trucks uh, in Southwest Virginia, Central Virginia, Eastern Virginia, you know, in the areas where they're expecting um, the storm to, to have an impact. Uh, over 400 trucks are already pre-positioned um, and they're, you know, they're just monitoring and waiting for, for stuff to happen. We already know that, you know, there was that uh, power line down over 64 um, earlier yeah. today in, in Newport New News. Area. Yeah. Yeah. So that was blocking uh, blocking westbound 64 for a little bit. So, how long of a stretch of road was that? Like a mile or two? I I don't know exactly, but it was it was it was it was significant enough that it had closed down all the westbound lanes. Which yeah. you know, I mean, as you know, on the peninsula, you know, that's there's a one way in basically and one way out. I mean, that's not true. You've also got you've also got 58 and and uh, and and. Uh, you know, I think it's five and but 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 it, there's not easy ways out besides 64. So right. so so um but again, you know, Dominion's out there dealing dealing with that and uh you know they'll they'll continue to have an eye and then state police as we talked to yesterday are prepositioned as well. So yeah, they're very much so they're ready for that. <laughs> um moving off of the hurricane, um tragic incident this morning uh in South Richmond. Um dealing with an RPS student, you taught, you uh, um, saw that some of the uh, stuff that Richmond police were talking about in regards to the student from Huguenot, if you could just yeah. detail what happened there. Uh, yeah. Richmond police says that a Huguenot high school student was on his way to a bus stop McDowell road. This is in South Richmond, kind of close to a Midlothian Chippenham area. He was on his way to Huguenot high school, walking to the bus stop, Police don't know the uh, circumstances behind this or how it happened, but uh, the student was shot as currently life-threatening injuries. I've heard that he's stable, but still with those life-threatening critical injuries. Uh, He was taken to the hospital. Uh, Richmond police were canvassing the neighborhood there to see if anyone saw anything. It's not clear whether there are other kids at the bus stop or... um, who else was around that area? At least James Mercani, the uh, Richmond Police Department spokesperson, does not is not clear whether or not or did not you know release that information that uh, there were other people in the area. But they were officers were uh, canvassing, you know, knocking on doors in that neighborhood to see if anyone heard anything, saw anything suspicious or or uh, unusual. And of course they're, they're looking for help for anybody who has any information about that. Right. And, and, and really this whole year we've had far too many uh, high school age teens shot in many cases killed. I mean, heck we just had one within a Henrico high school student. Yeah. uh, I want to say a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, we had the situation with the Highland Springs basketball player and the Henrico high school basketball, uh, female basketball player earlier this year. Um, there was also the girl from George with who was found shot and killed in her house. Um, it's really very been a, been a horribly tragic incident. It makes you wonder if there's something deeper going on. I'm not trying to second guess the police, yeah. at all, but it makes you wonder yeah. if there's something deeper going on at this time. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's another trend of, of high school students either. I mean, hopefully this guy pulls through this, this kid pulls through, but yeah, it's just a, a another in a line of, of tragic incidents with, with, with students. And, and I mean, you know, we're not going to speculate and try to tie this to anything, but, you know, I mean, it could be anything from, from gangs to, you know, yeah. as we know from, from just with the pandemic, the, the mental health issues that have resulted from the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, schools will tell you there's been an increase in fights and stuff. And obviously that's just the, the beginning of, of the escalation. Obviously, if it gets to the point where, where people are using handguns, you know, that's the. Yeah. Again, tragic, tragic case. Hopefully they are able to solve it. Hopefully they make a quick rest. Um, we yeah. do know that, you know, in Henrico, there was that officer involved shooting yesterday um, where they said there was due to a search warrant tied to a recent homicide. Uh, so, you know, we know Henrico police have been making some progress on some of their cases, but, you know. Again, no arrests at this point. Yeah. So moving off of that, um, good news on the COVID front. Um Actually, and this sort of quietly uh, happened yesterday, and then uh, the Richmond Henrico Health District mentioned today, we're in low community transmission, which is, yeah, which, that's, which is great uh, news. It seems like we just went down to medium from high. So the the, the de-escalation is more rapid than, you know, yeah. well, and, than I would have thought. Well, and here's the funny thing is I was looking up to see when we went from low to medium to high. And actually, the escalation was pretty rapid, too. Okay. So we're yeah. seeing we're seeing the bell curve. It was, you know, yeah, quick yeah. up, quick down. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of surprised because, to be honest with you, I just I just spent some time on a college campus where everyone was coughing and, you know, hmm. you, you know, generally, generally not feeling all that great. So, you know, the yeah. idea that that all of a sudden, hey, COVID is actually at a low level here in Richmond. Hey, I mean, that's great. Don't get me wrong. But I was kind of surprised that we, we well, keep that. in mind, you were also in Georgia, which was yeah, this different, different state, different situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not just just mentally, you know, it hadn't fully, fully registered. It could be a totally different situation down there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but um, and it's not surprising, given the pattern of this disease, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because obviously you have a bunch of people, you, yeah, high, high community situation. Again, I shouldn't say high transmission because it's really community level and it takes into account both cases, um, beds and uh, admissions. So it's a, a couple of factors that, that, are, that are dealt with there. And keep in mind, cases may not be as accurate as they once were because a lot of people have home tests now and don't necessarily report them. Right, right, exactly. Um, but um, it, it it is not surprising that you see this pattern where okay, yeah. all of a sudden you see a lot of people getting you know getting it. Then there's some natural immunity. Then you peak down. Yeah. It would not surprise me, and I haven't got a chance to talk to the health officials. It would not surprise me if we do see another peak as we go into the winter months um, yeah. because people are going to be inside. And I think that was the timing of the bivalent booster and the fact that um, they wanted you to get that along with the flu shot because they're probably expecting just because it's the normal case of the pattern of what these things act like we're going to see as the colder weather continues, we're going to see probably another spike in cases. Yeah. 
Again, I would like to like to get my my bivalent booster when I have some time off, just because of the reactions I've had. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have much time off between now and now and the holidays, so I'll probably be over the holidays. Hopefully, that's not too late. Unless you want me to take it off on election week, Jeff. In which <laughs> that was a little joke for Jeff. Right, right. right. Well, you know, I got my bivalent booster a couple of weeks ago, along with my flu shot the very same day, and got no effects from either of them. So yeah. I'm one of the lucky few. Yeah, again, again, I've had a reaction to each of them. So I, yeah, you know, I, yeah. we do. Yep. We, want, we want to be careful on the timing on that. Maybe, yeah. maybe wait until uh, until after uh, the election. After the election, yeah. <laughs> that way. So, um, but again, good news on the on the COVID front. Yep. Obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on this on the storm. If and at the big if, if we have a lot of issues and damage um, from the the storm, uh, and this is not anything that's forecast. So I'm just, you know, giving you guys a heads up. Um, I will go live on Facebook live. I will do a podcast. We'll, we'll make sure. And I'll talk to Jeff too, you know, yeah. just, just to, you know, so we may do something over the weekend, but that's only in the case where we feel that an emergency situation is warranted for us to, to do so. Exactly. So. Yep. So we try to keep you guys as informed as possible, but we're not going to, we're not going to waste your time on, Hey, it's rained a little bit more. So. <laughs> Cause that's totally what we're expecting. Yeah, exactly. But if, it, <laughs> but if, but if, if there's damage trees down, you know, things like that, we will, we will make sure that you, you are informed. So again, this has been the Friday edition of it's news to us. He's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. We'll see you guys on Monday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.